Hello and welcome back to Building Wealth on the Go, a podcast by KLT Wealth Management. I'm your host, Brad Wilson, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Joe Filiomeni and Courtney Beach. Today is January 19th, 2022. We're back with season three, episode four of the podcast. So first off, happy new year to everyone listening. Uh, It's been about a month since we released episode three of season three, which was our wrap up to 2021. And believe it or not, we are only about 12 days away now here from uh, February. So uh, the year's already starting to flow by here into uh, 2022, but uh, we hope everyone had a a very safe and happy New Year's uh, with with friends and family, uh, whether virtually or some in person. But uh, we wanted to give a little bit of an update before we jump into this uh, episode is uh, we are now moving the podcast to monthly uh, and uh, the podcasts will be released uh, moving forward on the last Tuesday of every month. So stay tuned for that. And uh, this year we will run through all of season three. So we've got 12 big podcasts in the works for you this year. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into today's podcast. We're going to dive into a little bit about what the markets have been doing lately. Um, we have seen a little bit of volatility, talking about the hot button issue of inflation uh, and uh, the Fed upcoming Fed meeting and why it is uh, important. So I think we should start it off. Uh, Joe, you want to lead in with uh, a little bit about what inflation is and uh why we're all so concerned about it right now. Uh, sure. I guess I got to get out my economics 101 book <laughs> here again. And I know we talk about inflation so much. It's it's in the newspaper and, and whatnot. And I think sort of the younger generation, you know, doesn't know a lot about in terms of inflation, what what it is and what, what, what uh, you know, the history of it. But uh, ultimately, inflation is, is uh, the price of goods and services moving up. And, and uh, it's an important part of the general economy um, and something that falls within the monetary policy of most governments. And uh, it, it basically, it's a reflection of growth in the economy, ultimately. And that's why it's an important part of that monetary policy and it's monitored uh, very, very, very much. So I think historically now we've enjoyed sort of a low inflationary rate. Things have been, you know, relatively calm, although I think a lot of people will dispute that um, when you look at specific items. Um, Ultimately, what it comes down to, it's a basket of, of, of goods and services that are monitored. And there's different organizations who move different parts in and out of the basket to come up with their inflation rate. And um, yeah, so I, I think in a nutshell, that, that pretty much sums up what it is and, uh, and a little bit of the history there. And you might hear uh, CPI as the uh, consumer price index, which is what that basket is is often referred to um, as. And in, in, in you're right, Joe, it, it composes a lot of what they consider to be the essentials or goods and services Canadians typically buy. So that's you know reflective of your food, housing, uh, your transportation, clothing, any sort of things like that that they would would deem as the general Canadian or the average Canadian would would purchase, and and that's what we we're measuring it on, um, yeah. and, and tracking the price increase of that. So basically, what it means to the everyday person is as inflation goes up, the value of your dollar is going down. So basically, what you can 
buy with your $100 is going to be less. So the higher inflation is, the less you're going to be able to purchase with those $100. That's why governments are getting kind of concerned and starting to look at it is because that percentage is going up. And I think the big thing too is, you know, inflation happens and, and we, we understand things go up, but uh, the concern happens when your, your wages or your, your, your ability to bring in income doesn't match that, right? So you're, you need to at least match inflation to be able to keep up with your, your style of living right now. And that's where a little bit of the concern can come in. And, and I think, yeah, if we go back to economics 101 and we, and we think of what causes inflation, well, it's basically supply and demand. So supply of goods versus the demand of goods. And, and I'm sure we can each come up with a list of, of things that have been very, very popular, real estate being one big one. Um, so all of a sudden, if there's not enough supply of a particular product or service, then, uh, and the demand is high, that will drive the price upward. And those upward pressures then cause higher pricing. And basically, we want to control that or the government wants to control that to some degree uh, in their monetary policy because they don't, they, they want the wages to subsequently match up with that so that we overall have a growth trajectory in, in our economy. And I think that's the key thing. The other thing that can increase inflation or the cost of things that has affected us over the last year or so is government stimulus. So the government has injected all this cash into the market so people have more money. So people who are selling things like houses will charge more or think feel they can get more for their products and services. So that has also impacted inflation. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. If if we kind of w- went through COVID, this COVID period, and and we didn't have those you know uh, those programs, those government programs, those supplemental programs, then cash flow for the individual household would have declined immensely, which would then would have curved uh, spending habits, and and quite lightly, then we would have seen uh, a reduction in inflation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of the government picking uh, picking aside whether they want to stimulate the economy with the stimulus and and you know they know inflation's going to come from that the a rise in inflation just because of the fact they are injecting money into the economy or do you let the economy sort itself out and then you fear of, a, of an economic crash right businesses not being supported uh, individuals not being supported which is has a trickle down effect right through you know not being able to make mortgage payments etc cetera, etc cetera. so they walk a fine line there in, in making those decisions and we are seeing the results now and i think it's important to to talk about a little bit about the numbers of what what inflation numbers are we seeing what is normal um what what historically has happened. So Courtney, what's sort of a normal or, or targeted inflation would you say that the, the Bank of Canada tries to kind of reach there? Usually two is the magic number. Usually that's what the Bank of Canada is targeting. Right now in Canada, I believe the inflation rate is around 4.8 and the inflation rate in the States is around seven. 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so that's why we're getting more concern from the the federal banks. That's why we're seeing the articles pop up. That's why they're starting to discuss what do we do to curb this inflation rate? I mean, if the inflation rate stays for a short period of time, it won't affect too much because people will say, okay, I won't buy that item now. I'll just wait a little bit or, you know, it'll come back around. But as this drags on and the inflation rates stay high, that's when concern starts to get in the mix. And, uh, you know, that's sort of the function of that central bank um, is, is kind of monitoring inflation. And they, we talked about this last year where they actually came out and said they don't mind uh, if inflation runs a little hot, so goes beyond their target two or three percent. Um, because we've been in such a low inflationary period that if we run a little hot, it's not so bad. Um, so that all falls under what's called that monetary policy of the central bank. And it's the, it's the way that the, the central banks and, and generally the governments um, control uh, spending habits. And, and the, what they'll use in order to curb spending is interest rates. And Overnight. I think that's yeah. the hot, hot topic right now, right, is, is they've, they've drastically reduced for many years. We've enjoyed very, very low interest rates. I think, you know, um, uh, I think your generation, especially <laughs> Courtney mm -hmm. and Brad, have enjoyed like really great interest rates. And, uh, you know, and, and maybe that's coming to an end maybe uh, what will happen. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. So the central bank increases central interest rates. So the cost of borrowing increases. So you as an individual, all of a sudden, your uh, interest on your mortgage or your car loan and whatnot goes up. So you have less cash. Once you have less cash, you will spend less in theory, right? So that's economics, right? And so that helps curb inflation and, and, and keep it under control by, by cur uh, curbing the, the purchasing power that you have. So uh, it, it's a, it is a fine line and it's not a perfect science. Mm -hmm. It is a science. And so with that, you know, they kind of have to play around with it. Uh, back in the, um, I think it was in the 80s, they tried to increase interest rates to get us out of a recessionary period, thinking that that would really help. And, and of course, that kind of backfired and we sat in sort of high interest rate place and still with a bit of inf uh, somewhat inflation, but we were in a recessionary period at that point. Yeah, and I think to look back at sort of the historical numbers, you know, Courtney talked about the 4.8% now of, of inflation, and that's where we're sort of pushing the limits, whereas you talked about, Joe, now central banks are talking about the hike in interest rates. But just to put a little bit into perspective, we haven't seen an annual uh, inflation uh, of over 3% in, you know, almost 30 years here. It dates back to... Uh, to, to 19 in the, in the 90s that we had an, an, an annual inflation of over um, over three percent so that's where there's a bit of concern and and they do release inflation number, numbers monthly and and this year it was January and February 
were at just around 1%. March was at two. And then since then, through March, through April, through December, it was all over three and a half percent inflation. And that just shows the concern, the growing concern, and, and why we're likely to see some action this year from the, from the central bank in, in raising interest rates. And, and I think what we have to you know, start thinking about is how is that, okay, now we understand how it's going to impact us as a consumer. Now let's start thinking about how is it going to impact the markets and, and our investments, right? So let's think about this for a minute. Interest rates go up. You're a company that's out there. Uh, let's say you're a growth-orientated company like a tech, and you need to borrow as much money as possible in order to grow your business. Well, all of a sudden, your cost of borrowing goes up. And so that's going to hinder some growth. So you may see pullback, and we've seen that in the NASDAQ. We've seen that pullback on that tech sector because it's all about anticipation. Remember, like the markets are anticipating something, not that it's going to actually happen, but they're anticipating it and we get sell-offs. So on the opposite side of this, you're going to see uh, industries that um, will do well in a higher interest rate environment. And namely, those are your financials. Those are your banks, right? Because they're lending. So they're making more money, more spread uh, ultimately. And uh, you'll see um, industries that actually do well in a rising inflationary period. And to what point do we hit inflation? Like uh, at what point, you know, will it max out? Nobody really knows. And it's one of the things that uh, the central banks just kind of monitors. And again, it's a science. It's not a perfect science by, by any means. Yeah, one other thing that will um, also affect trade, which will affect the market at some point, is that companies that borrow money to buy products from overseas won't have as much money to buy products, and therefore there'll be less uh, trade, probably in some of the more developing countries that rely on uh, trade of things like lumber and stuff like that. So that could be something that would affect the market too, if the rates start going up. Yeah. And so we're seeing, we're seeing that, uh, you know, with the volatility these last couple of weeks and a couple of days here, uh, vol volatility in the market because of it. I don't think, you know, it's a question of, of uh, you know uh, of a total collapse in the market. It's like anything else that we see. We see these uh, these um, topics that hit sort of the market, and there's anticipation. There's there's guessing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know in which direction things are going to go. Uh, there's people taking positions one way or another. Um, again, you know, it, it's always our recommendation is to have that conversation with your financial advisor or portfolio manager in order to, to discuss your particular yeah. portfolio and how it's going to handle these, these changes. Yeah. And just remember those central banks, they give their predictions, but that doesn't mean that they're going to follow them. You know, they could change their mind in a couple of months and not be as hawkish as they're being right now. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So really next week is the date when the central banks would be meeting and uh, setting sort of uh, their uh, in, in interest rate uh, call. So I know that's that's a big, big topic in the news. And uh, again, like, you know, Courtney, like uh, you hit it, the nail on the head that, you know, with all this hype and stuff like that, they may decide just to hold on interest rates at this point in time. 
Um, it's a tough call and, uh, and not an easy job, I'm sure, for the central banks. Yeah, I think the, the, the last wave of, or this current wave, I guess you could say, of Omicron, uh, you know, we can't, can't go a podcast without touching on COVID a little bit, but, uh, you know, th- that has added more concern, right? I think they were more optimistic about rate hikes prior to this wave. And like a lot of things, more optimistic about reopenings were, you know, we ha- were in restrictions here in Ontario again um, with, the, with the large spike in cases. So, you know, is that something that they want to wait and see what happens for another month? Are they, before they make any calls, are they going to be more cautious because of the circumstances that we are in right now? Yeah, good point, because that, that I think, really added to the lack of supply in the marketplace was the restrictions with COVID. Uh, you know, we're seeing that now on some certain services, either shut down or people sick and not able to work, and so things are not getting done. So that seems to be the bottleneck, uh, which is really sparking the uh, the inflation uh, or the cost of goods to go up because again that supply and demand is there but the supply is is uh, is lower so will that actually work its way through as we work our way through sort of the uh, the covid and and things begin to sort of normalize that's anybody's guess yeah and it'll depend on what item it is too. like some things it's easy to open up a fact might be easy to open a factory up it's not so easy to turn back on an oil rig so uh i think it's going to be a little while before we see things start to smooth out yeah and they have a they have a tough decision too because you know especially you look at the situation of businesses in ontario right now a lot of businesses are shut down Uh, restaurants can't have indoor dining gyms are closed like all these businesses and then a lot of them likely have debts likely have loans that they've taken out especially in these times and is the bank of canada really ready to hike those rates right now you know when those businesses aren't bringing in any revenue and that's just going to cause a whole other uh, uh ripple effect so as you said joe it's a quite a fine line that they walk and everyone's eagerly anticipating the results of it and we'll have definitely a lot, lot more to talk about on the ne- next podcast so i think that's a great place to to end for today um just a little little introduction to inflation I, I can promise you it will not be the last time we discuss this on the podcast this year by any means at all uh as there is lots to look ahead to so quick little introduction to inflation and a uh, little update on the markets today But stay tuned for next month's podcast. We'll have a lot more great content for you then. And uh, you can always reach out to us via our social media channels if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to touch on. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. KLT Wealth Management is a registered trade name of Quintessence Wealth, a registered portfolio manager in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Prince Edward Island, Quebec, and Saskatchewan an investment fund manager in Newfoundland and Labrador, Ontario, Quebec, and an exempt market dealer in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Quebec, and Saskatchewan. The Ontario's Security Commission, OSC, is the principal regulator for quintessence wealth. The information presented comes from sources believed to be reliable, but we cannot guarantee its accuracy or reliability. The opinions expressed are based on an analysis and interpretation dating from the date of recording and are subject to change without notice. Furthermore, they should not be considered investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities or investment products. 
The information contained herein is for educational purposes only.